Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I want to collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Hello, everyone. It's Jen. That was a little sing-songy. Was that annoying? I'm sorry. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. It's very weird to do this when Jess's face isn't in front of me, just talking to myself. Uh, But it's Jen, and it's Fat Mascara. Welcome. So Jess wanted me to tell you all that she's doing well. She says hi. She misses you. 
Lake's doing well. Farina's doing well. They're good friends now, so that's nice. Jeff says hi, maybe. He didn't say hi, but I'm saying hi for him. And she's going to be back in about two weeks. So for now, you just have me. But I will say our guest interview, oh, Michael Anthony, such an amazing makeup artist. Jess was here for the interview. We did it a couple weeks ago. We've been a fan of his work for years. He's been featured in pretty much every magazine there is. Visionaire, Vogue, Elle, Paper, Industry. And he works with photographers like Ellen Von Unworth, Jamie Nelson, Stephen Klein. He's probably best known as the go-to makeup artist for Ariana Grande and Katy Perry. He's also worked with Tinashe, Aisha Curry, Rita Ora. There's probably a million more people on that list. He grew up in Germany because his parents were in the military, which we talked about, and he's lived and worked all over the world. He's joining us from his home. Well, actually, this was his former home because when we talked to him, he was in the process of moving, but he's in Los Angeles, um, and his dog was with him, so you might hear the dog, which was super cute. Anyway, we are so excited that we had him on the show. He is so inspiring. His career and creativity, they're just, just a breath of fresh air, and really just if you need your creative juices to get going— this is the interview to listen to. So we hope you enjoy our chat. Here it is. So, Michael, where did you learn to do makeup? Um, I suppose I learned on the job, you know, as I went through my basic training at MAC Cosmetics when I was 19, 20, 21. Um, I learned from the incredible team um, in, at the training department that MAC has in California and New York. I was really, uh, I was really aggressive about my training because I had a little bit of insecurity about not having a lot of technical skill in doing makeup, I had artistic skill from going to school and sort of being naturally gifted, but I didn't have a lot of technical skill when it came to being a makeup artist, so to speak. So did you uh, just go to, you went to the Mac store or you went to like, how, how did, did you went to the Mac store and you said, you know, I want to be, I want to work for Mac. And then they, they hired did, you yeah. and that's where it all started. Basically, you know, I, I went and said, I want to, I, w- I would love to work here. This looks like a really incredible fit for me. I love all the, the sort of outward expression of everybody's individuality. Um, I love playing with colors and drawing and all that stuff. I think it'd be a great job. And they said, bring us something that shows your technical skill or that you know what you're doing. So I brought a piece from my senior um, college submission, which was, I was in an advanced placement art class and I brought this mm-hmm. huge like butterfly surrealist pencil sketching that I had done. And they were like, okay, you definitely would be valued here. And Mm -hmm. from then on, anybody that was doing makeup nearby me, other artists, uh, the trainers, the senior artists, I would be paying attention. I would take notes. I would try things that they taught me. And then I pursued classes. You know, I pursued education, whether it was like online. And this is before influencer world and sort of everybody sort of had these standards of how you do things. So I was getting you know, I was kind of really getting the tips from the old school, the, the old guard. Um, but then I would say, you know, my I really kicked into like hyperdrive when I started doing Fashion Week in New York and Paris and Milan, because that's when it's like, that's the battlefield. You have to work so fast under sometimes really intense conditions on, you know, models that are really tired and dehydrated and 
that's when you really learn. For, for me, that's when I learned a lot about the functionality of makeup. Right, right. Well, really quickly, because sometimes I, I don't even know, how do people jump from you're doing makeup on the store, the store floor at Mac and then you're telling me you're, you know, at Fashion Week. That seems like a major, like like a dream for a lot of folks who are on the store floor and now you're in Paris. How did you get there? Just, I'm sure that there may be a lot of detail, but how, that's that's a lot. That's a huge jump. Yeah, um, it, it was a dream for me. I mean, it still is a dream. That's where a lot of that, it, it, just be, being there and seeing what is created and being part of that, it, it, it you are creating a dream. It's like a fantasy. Yeah. Uh, my My particular journey was sort of, um, you know, I expressed interest in being on the pro, pro like Fashion Week team, oh. and then I I sort of proved myself and made myself available. So that means like slugging through the snowstorms in February for Fashion Week. It means taking the you know taking a, the four a.m. train to get to Midtown for the five six a.m. call times. It was a really a lot of like grunt work, a lot of like unglamorous stuff, mm-hmm. but the payoff was, you know, this invaluable lesson on how the, uh, you know, the people that were keying the makeup shows get the job done, like the whole process. Um, it's not, not everybody gets to sort of get Fashion Week certified, but if you get Fashion Week certified at MAC, then you're able to participate in doing the shows. After I left Mac, I continued doing Fashion Week as a freelancer. So I was paying for my own tickets, um, you know, to fly to Paris and to fly to Milan, paying for my own hotels. And there'd be little cliques of us that would share hotels and stuff. Uh, you know, you barely eat. I don't read French or speak French. So you figure it out. You navigate how to get to the show. And it was it's a whole different time. But uh, it, you learn things that you... they don't even apply to like this YouTube, Instagram version of makeup. It's something that you have to experience, you know? Right, right. It's definitely a a different era now. Um, You know, when I first discovered your work, I remember it was really around the time that I got to Cosmo. So it was about 2013. And um, I'm not sure when you created these pictures, but I remember, you know, I had to just get so much inspo for some of the fashion spreads that we were doing. And at that time, the pictures that I found that you did were a lot of them with Jamie Nelson, the beauty photographer. Mm. She does a lot of beauty. She does other photography too, but she has a lot of amazing beauty photography. And your photographs stood out from so much of the other beauty photography at the time, beauty makeup. There was like Chanel decals, googly Mm. eyes, um, so many appliques on the face. And there was a real sense of humor and like a sense of playfulness, but also um, just like a, a really kind of like self-conscious, like I, I was like emoji glamour. Like <laughs> it's kind of like makeup as pop art. And yeah. when I look at what's happening in the in the world now and, and in beauty now, it's like not makeup to be pretty. It's like makeup that is living, walking art. And you were doing this, God, like now this is like eight years ago. Where yeah. does that come from? I and mean, you really like predated what's happening now. Well, thank you. I mean, that's uh, like a huge honor to have somebody else acknowledge that and say that. Um, I certainly don't hold on to any, you know, like I don't get credited for things because 
I have inspirations that maybe somebody could say, oh, well, you're, you know, that's a facsimile of something that someone did in the 90s well, or whatever. It, yeah, it's all like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying you invented appliques or putting a logo on a face. <laughs> you know, like, you know, we, there, there have been people who have done that before, but this was so, I look, look at a picture and say, that's Michael Anthony and Jamie Nelson, you know, or that's like, it, yeah. it, it, you had such a strong aesthetic and I remember just waving these photos around like, we've got to do something with it. You know, <laughs> it was just so, it's so cool. Um, but w- like kind of, you mentioned you were an art, you know, more artistic before you were, that you were an artist before you were a makeup artist. Like, can we talk about a little bit of that inspiration? Totally. You know, um, when I was a kid, I, I, I had like, you know, I had ADD. I was very hyper um, and I could, I could excel at anything that was put in front of me if I was interested in it. And I would usually be better than the kids around me. But if I wasn't interested in it or I couldn't focus on it, I didn't do so well. Mm-hmm. And whenever I would get in trouble at home, uh, you know, I'd be grounded in my room. I had art supplies in my room. And I think... I learned very early on that a way for me to deal with my emotions or to process what I was thinking was to focus on making something, using my hands and and creating something beautiful. Sometimes it was dark. Sometimes it was like really whimsical. Sometimes it was like really meticulous, but it helped me calm down. And I think that over time, I realized that there's a certain degree of taste level that people acknowledge sort of subconsciously when they see images. Um, and I think it all relates back to the principles of beauty. You know, when, you, when you're looking at somebody's face, your brain is acknowledging um, clarity, color, symmetry, proportion, size, all these factors that weigh into if we're attracted to the image or if we're attracted to that face or, you know, we're recognizing that as beautiful. And I've always been fascinated with the surreal properties of like Picasso and, you know, sort of a twisted version of what people think is aesthetically like pleasing. So as I got older, I like to sort of do things that weren't necessarily in the rule books or it wasn't sort of by the book because I knew I could come up with something that would be gratifying for me to look at. And I, it would have sort of my own um, signature on it. Mm-hmm. And so when I started working with Jamie Nelson, she she's the type of photographer that is like, more is more. Do as much as you want, as much as you can. And that was really helpful for me because she allowed me the space to be as creative as I wanted to be. And I was able to learn through sort of looking at the edits and looking at our final work um, how to sort of fine-tune my voice in a way. Um, and, you know, honestly, sometimes I think creative people, we have a way of looking at a problem and saying, there's a way around this. If I don't have metallic paint, if I don't have holographic paint, which is sort of what my medium is supposed to be, why don't I just use a sticker? Why don't I cut <laughs> paper out? You know, because there's, there's cool. this... Cr- crafty like way of thinking of like I want it that's what I want I'm gonna make it happen you know and so applying that to makeup became sort of like this little trap door I didn't know existed and once I went down that path I was like okay 
this comes naturally to me. I really enjoy it. I really like to to play with, you know, the shapes and like, how far can I push this? And yeah, that was a great time. And I know that the images that you're talking about and that one particular image, the Chanel one, that was really powerful for me because I spent like, like pre-production time at home cutting out tiny letters from all of my like Vogue archives. And I placed them on the cover of a magazine on Grace Jones's face, just lining it up. And I, I see that as sort of like an alchemy, like I'm putting my energy and my idea into the pot and I'm making magic out of it and sort of preparing myself for what I'm going to do on the shoot. Right. It was, it was really, really spectacular. And um, if anyone uh, hasn't seen it, I suggest you like just give it a quick Google. Uh, and then also you, you mentioned Jamie Nelson. You you worked with uh, her. You worked with uh, other just really strong, strong women, uh, whether behind the camera, uh, Ellen Von Unworth, and then certainly the celebrities that you work with are just... It's, they're not just like any like, oh, up and coming like female pop star. I mean, you're working with like <laughs> the strongest women in the game, Ariana Grande, Gwen Stefani, Katy Perry. I mean, is this a very, I mean, no one's going to say no to these names, but is this a very conscious choice that you work with these very strong female collaborators? This seems like well, almost very like intentional. Uh, you know, the thing, the, the funny thing about, well, it's not funny. I, I think it's, I think it's really fascinating. The people that are really close to me that know more about my journey on the, from the inside, they know that um, a long, long time ago, I set my intentions when I moved to New York and I spoke out loud what my intentions were and what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go. And along the journey, I've continued to sort of recalibrate where I want to go and what I want to do and who I want to work with. And you have to put in the work on your side, but there is also this, for me, there's this overall, like kind of all encompassing idea of we're all steering our own ship. What you put in and your intentions with what you do have a direction. And for me, it's, con it's continued to line up. I think mostly because I do not settle for any achievements or accomplishments as being like where I'm going to drop an anchor and just exist in that space. Once I achieve something or accomplish something, I'm looking at how does this move me forward in life and not just financially, not just, you know, uh, my reputation. I, as a whole, as a person, as an individual on a journey in the world, you know, the larger audience you have working with these bigger pop stars, there has, for me, there has to be a sense of purpose in a message. This is not just, let's play with lipstick and eyelashes, you know, because I certainly won't want to look back when I'm in my 70s and 80s and be like, I really did know how to glue those stickers on real well. I, you know, I, I would like something bigger than that. And so you have to kind of like check in with yourself and say, okay, I've gotten to this certain point and... I have all these eyes on me. What, where, where does this come from? Where am I going? Who is, who am I reaching? What's my message? Mm -hmm. So I think your question was, is it intentional working with these people? And I, my intention is always to work with people who I can have a connection with mm -hmm. and we can have an exchange of energy when we're working together and we can collaborate and evolve both of us, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's, for me, that's the only way I can feel like this job as a makeup artist 
is gratifying on more than just, you know, a job level, you know? It it just struck me because, you know, it was when I was like doing some research last night and reading past articles, I know that, and on your Instagram, it showed that like you loved Kevin Aquan's making faces and Kevin Aquan was someone who surrounded himself with like, yeah, he did makeup for like every major famous person that he, you know, was like super famous at the time. But he also had like really close clients who were like really powerful women, like Tori, Winona, you know, Cher. And it, I was thinking a little bit of a parallel that like you have really close, super powerful women that are like in your kind of orbit right now. So I don't think by any means like you've modeled it the same way, but I was wondering, like, they're like powerful women musicians. Like, I, I don't know. I was just seeing where that was going. That's a really good observation. And, you know, when I watched um, his, the documentary on Kevin's life that came out a couple years ago, I was in tears. I had never, and it gives me goosebumps. Like my, I get full chills mm-hmm. because I had never seen somebody's story that looked so similar to my own. Mm-hmm in a sense of I grew up around women. I grew up admiring the beauty of the women in my life. I grew up idolizing pop music, pop stars. And I was really sucked into the fantasy of villainesses and glamour and, you know, all of that stuff. And so to find myself in a position where I'm now doing things that Kevin did, it's, I understand his journey so much more than I ever thought I would. Um, and I understand his impact. First of all, his impact on me and uh, all, almost all of my peers is, you know, unparalleled. There's no, there hasn't ever been anybody like him in the industry. He really did open the door for all of us to do what we do today as a celebrity makeup artist. Um, as you know, for us being like facing forward instead of like behind the scenes. And um, yeah, like I can relate to having personal relationships with my clients because we spend so much time together and we are on a journey and there is an exchange of energy and time. And, you know, for me, I've been really lucky to have these women in my life that have moved my life forward, not just with notoriety or with gigs, but personally, we learn a lot of life lessons from our friends that are in these positions um, and vice versa. And I think that another beautiful part of being in the position I am in is that, you know, it's sort of it's a reflection of you in, in a weird way. Celebrities have this reality where they have to kind of be in a bubble for their safety and because of just the lifestyle. So for me to be in anybody's bubble is first of all, first of all, it's an honor. And I hold that very, you know, I'm very respectful of that. But it also allows me to um, bring them some, some of the outside world into their bubble, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was, I was going to ask you just about this bubble and the persona. You even mentioned like the villainesses and the characters. There's something about the women that you've worked with that are, they are personas and you help them create this, this image that's not fictional. These are real people, but it does feel that way sometimes. So can I ask you about that, about like, take Ariana Grande, for example, like when you did positions, like 
you, you had you once said like, oh, I helped her with the administration, obviously, because the video is like a presidential administration. But in a way, I was like, oh, no, he's part of like the West Wing of Ariana's new book. <laughs> like you created this like there's this image making quality to it. Like, do you is that intentional when you go in? Like, I'm going to create a character. And do you separate from the person of Ariana, my friend who are Ari, who I might talk to? Or how does that work? You know? Well, I think that, you know, it's um, it's layered. There's different layers to that. And it's certainly different with every client you work with. I can say that I think at some point in my career, people identified me as somebody who is able to execute exciting character makeup that's still character fashionable yeah, and beautiful and, um, you know, not... Not uh, a caricature. Like, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it's trend, a bit transformative. You know, pop stars are supposed to embody all sorts of different personas. So I think that's a really strong skill set to have as a makeup artist. If you want to work with pop stars, you have to sort of be able to give different characters. But this goes back to what we were talking about earlier as far as, like, intentions. I had a meeting. I'll never forget this because it's one of the biggest agencies in the world. And I had a meeting with them in New York. And I was I was not a baby makeup artist, but I certainly didn't have much else going except for like I had assisted really great makeup artists and done fashion week. And I went in there with my little portfolio and I didn't realize how the industry worked where they say, so how much money do you make? Who do you work with? And then they sign you based on that. It's not like a development deal, like in music, where they say, let's turn you into a star. That's not mm. how it works, usually. So I walked in there and they said to me, um, so what do you want to do? And I was kind of like gobsmacked because I was like, I thought that was obvious. I'm a makeup artist and you're an agency. <laughs> I thought we kind of, you know, I assumed wrong. And I said, in the moment, I was like, I got to say something. And I, I said, well, I guess I want to be the makeup artists that people go to, that celebrities come to when they want to transform their look into something super editorial and, and crazy, but really beautiful. So I like that answer. Was that not the right answer? I, it turned out to be the right answer because that's what <laughs> oh, I'm thank doing. You. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I would flunk. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, what an open-ended question. Was that supposed to stump you or were they just like chatting? Were I, they just like killing think- time? Honestly, I do believe they were just killing time. They're like, let's just be nice to this guy because he like works with some of our artists. But I think what they were asking me was, do you want to do editorial makeup? Do you want to do um, beauty? Uh. Like, Do you want to do beauty campaigns? Do you want to do celebrity? Because there's this thought, and this is, you know, a few years back, but there is this idea that you have to put yourself in a box of this is the kind of makeup I do. And that's something that I have always refused. I've never, I've never said to myself, golly gee, the only way I'm going to make it is if I get like on a press tour for like a big Marvel movie and work with like a lead actress doing bronzy, smoky eyes for a year. Like I, I, (laughs) to me, doing red carpet or like just beautiful everyday glam, that's like taking your first math course. That has to be something that's in your back pocket at all times from the beginning. That's not like a goalpost for me. So I used to get frustrated by this idea that what excites me is like the images with stickers and the Jamie Nelson type imagery where it's like candy. But what inspires all these agents and all these brands that are sponsoring things 
are these boring red carpet posts where everyone's posed like a tea kettle in front of flashbulbs. <laughs> I'm like, how does, I'm like, how am I going to f- make my way in this business? I will be so bored if that's all I do, you know? So, so why does that, I why just, do they like that? So well, finish, finish I mean, thought, but I want to know why they like that so much. I think that it's just an old, an outdated structure, but it's also to sell things. And if, and I get it, I understand it. It's like, if you are trying to, to sell something very specific, you can't have everything in the kitchen sink on it because people, the general public can't dig through it all. Um, but I mean, I exist in a world where I can do both, you know, sometimes on the same people. I can give you a beautiful red carpet, just a nice fluffy lash and like a matte peachy lip. And then the next day we're going to give you like tapes and glitter and, you know, stickers and the whole kit and caboodle, you know? Well, that is funny. You're, yeah. Because you do do it all. That was like, you know, I, your work. And I'm like, oh, like you go to his website. He has like celebrity, you know, campaigns. Crazy shit. You know, like, it's every, it's everything. Yeah, yeah. I love the crazy shit. <laughs> um, you're so lucky that you get to have that par- as part of your career. Obviously, it was intentional the way we've been talking. You, you sort of dreamed it into being. But I wonder, I think about people who are not pop stars and kind of get, you know, they look at the red carpet and they want to find inspiration there. But when it's somebody like Katy Perry or Gwen Stefani, it's like, well, that's not for me. And they just get stuck in their rut. I mean, you've worked with these quote-unquote real women when you were at Mac. Is there anything you can learn from the big inspiration that you give them? Like, okay, here's Ariana doing the 60s thing. Like, should I be doing the 60s thing? Like, we get like, people literally ask us, is that cool now? Do I do that? Well, what do you, you tell know, them? I, I, I'd say, you know, what I'm doing is I'm honing in on a specific sort of like a vibe or an era and we're sort of setting the tone for what we're going to do over the course of like an album cycle or, you know, yeah. a music, a, a, something like that. And I think that as a body of work, you can draw in as somebody who just, let's say like a normal person that loves makeup or wants to incorporate something from that world into their everyday or, you know, try something fun. I think that you can look to that in its entirety and draw something from it that is inspiring to you. So for me, that looks like, um, you know, after the positions era glam situation kind of came out, so many of these other girls that I see on Instagram are doing like a hard crease, but it's with a softer brown. It's with a caramel, like a taupe instead of a black line or like something really sharp, like they carved it out with concealer. So there is like, there's nuance to all of this stuff and you can see the impact it has by it sort of being redone and sort of adopted to fit other people. And that to me is huge, you know, because it's taking something that I like, something that I said, you know, let's do this shape, but let's have it a little softer. Let's have it sort of universally flattering. It, it it looks great on everybody because we're using a softer, neutral color that people aren't going to be terrified to try. It's like, and, the, not the cut crease, it's like the soft cut crease. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, totally, totally. It's, and um, again, like I didn't recreate the wheel. I mean, I'm sure that definitely that shape has been done before, but it's about the alchemy of like the ingredients. So it's like the right person, the right place, the right time, mm. the right... Um, exposure and with the right intentions, you know? 
Have you seen that happen with other at other times in your career? Jess and I actually remarked specifically on the example you just gave recently. Mm. Have there been other things where you've been like, you've gave yourself a little pat on the back, like, I feel like I might have brought that orange lip gloss back, you know, <laughs> or whatever um, it is. Like I said, I try not to keep tabs on like, oh, that was me. I did that and somebody copied. I don't, I, I, I hear from other people and I get things sent to me that say, this looks like it's your work or they, copy. but I've seen a lot of people that have been inspired by some of the crazier things that I've done. And I love seeing it because that means they took time for themselves to be created and to express yeah. and try something new. And that's important for all of us. I need to be inspired just like, you know, the guy next door, or the girl next next to me doing makeup. We all need inspiration and we can share that. And it's a beautiful thing. I mean, I've definitely seen um, the stuff that Jamie Nelson and I do. It's so far in a certain direction that you, people can't help but try it and copy it, you know, Um as far as like beauty, beauty stuff, like the biggest viral moment was the Rain On Me music video with the white floating crease. I've never had that many people express their love for something that I had done. I, I, white eyeliner sales went through the roof. I, I should have, you know, bought stock in white <laughs> eyeliner. What an awesome feeling. How flattering. It was really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's Superpower Shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Okay, everyone, I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there, when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's good. Joanna Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lotties in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just <laughs> going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. Um, okay, so talking about the white eyeliner, um, and that's it's kind of a color because it's a color we like never really use on an yeah. eyeliner. But when, let's talk about brights because myself included, I get so excited when I see like a bright eyeshadow palette, like turquoise, hot pinks, purples. Then I get it and I'm like, I'm going to use this. <laughs> I am. Psych. to hold to prop up your computer or something (laughs) (laughs) to adore every morning and then use something peachy you know so (laughs) um, i want to know how somebody who has the appetite for bold color but like is almost there at the edge of the pool how can we just like dive in um, you know that I get asked that question frequently and my my honest answer is 
you don't have to dive in. You can stick a toe in and see if the temperature of the water is suitable. <laughs> so that looks like a little dash of color at the at the very end of a cat eye, right? Like maybe you're lining your waterline on the bottom with a bright, vibrant color, or maybe you're taking the normal makeup you do, and then at the very last minute, you're just dusting on that turquoise in the center of the lid. You do, I think you do have to tiptoe into color in that way because you want to put it on and you want to look in the mirror and you want it to feel good and exciting. So if you overwhelm yourself by like, let's do a full turquoise eye or let's do a bright hot pink lid, it can scare you off of it, right? So yeah. I think tiptoeing, like incorporating it into your eyeliner or using it as a wash of color after you do your normal makeup to sort of tone your eyeshadow. You know, like there's little that. tricks like that. Um, also, I love colored mascara. That's a, a very strange, like, adventure to go on. But it's really, I think it's really fun to play around with different colors of mascara on your lower lashes. Because it's sort of just like a little wink at vibrant color without overwhelming all of your features. I like that a lot. Okay. I would, Something I really love about you is that I feel like you really like live and breathe fashion and beauty. And I, I feel like you're kind of joke about the, the, the teapot stance and the, the boring ass bronze eye <laughs> kind of <gasps> says it no, all. No, like, it, it has its place. It has its place. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, listen, I'm wearing kind of like, a, I'm looking at myself now, like a, some, I don't know what, <laughs> what kind of tired. Champagne, movie. darling. Champagne. Yeah, yes, it, exactly. It's I think champagne. you nailed it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to say the brand, but yes, I like reach for my champagne eye this morning. Um, but like, yeah, you, you, I, there's passion in your work and you're not like, it's not, you just started doing this yesterday. Like you're like been moving and grooving for like a while on this and it feels almost like this is your first day on the job and you're so excited to be here. And I mean that as a compliment, like it's like, there's passion and enthusiasm, but what kills me is at the same time, we are like living in this moment where people are talking about like slumping makeup sales and everyone just wants to live in their sweatpants and they just want to put on skincare and everything's so lame and boring and oh we ever go out again you know like how do you <laughs> feel about these two things colliding because I'm I am excited about like my four pan peacock color I do want to oh, yeah. you know I do I don't know if I want to get dressed up again so fast but you know I want to <laughs> yeah. I want to wear makeup again I want to feel that kind of excitement. So how do you kind of, for the average person, how do you mesh these two things? What are your feelings on makeup coming back, hopefully? Well, you know, I was having this conversation with, uh, I think my boyfriend the other day, and we were talking about how after I think World War II or something, lipstick sales surged because it's something that's really small. The price point is relatively like affordable for the average person's income, but it can be so transformative. You put a bright shade of lipstick on and you feel like you could host a podcast and your name is Jen. I don't know. <laughs> um, I did this know, for you. I felt like I, if I got to bring the energy, I go red lip. <laughs> you see? So, so you knew psychologically you would be energized and it would energize anything you do by having a red lip. So regardless of what's going on in the economy or politically, you know, having to stay at home or not, makeup is still, 
omnipresent and it's omnipresent. And mm-hmm. I also believe that once the gates are lifted and we are able to go into the world, we're going to be seeing the craziest shit. <laughs> like, do you I know what I mean? I'm thinking about like the parties and like people are going to lose their shit. <laughs> They're going to lose it. It's going to be like, like, you know, you see those kids that get into their mom's makeup and it's all over. <laughs> Yeah. But we're going to be celebrating that. We're like, I feel that. I get it. I feel it, you know? Yeah, I do. I can see like a resurgence of, I mean, people are still doing that, but like glitter, like glitter, nail polish, like toenail polish. I mean, like I want to wear sandals. I almost bought like a pink, like, I don't know if like this is like too young for me, but like a pink polka dot like handbag the other day. I don't know. I was like, who's going to see this? I was like, where am I going? But like, I just, I just wanted something <laughs> like, it was like pink with like black polka dots. I was just like, I, I just wanted to feel uplifted. So yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just figured I asked Mr. Makeup, like. Well, like, <laughs> you just happened? said you want to feel uplifted. And so you were drawn towards pink and colors have an impact. This is science, you know, yeah. colors have, they vibrate a certain frequency they impact us. That's why they're, I mean, this is this is a rabbit hole that is a very lovely spiral for anybody with a bottle of wine. Go research like what colors you're supposed to wear to feel different ways or what colors to put in your bedroom to feel different ways or what colors, you know, you can surround yourself with for healing, for energy, for relief. I mean, if the mm-hmm. list goes on and on and on and on and on. And I think that's one of the most beautiful parts of what I do is that I get to sort of use the universe's um, magic for myself in a way, in an outward way to kind of draw people in. It's literally like that scene in The Devil Wears Prada where she like gives her the rundown of why she chose that frumpy sweater. The cerulean blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like there is, there's a thread that runs through this story all the way back to, you know, energy and vibration. So when I, when everyone's able to go back out and party and celebrate, I think that we're going to see a lot of energy. We're going to all be vibrating on a high frequency. And, you know, even a show like Euphoria, like if you look at what those girls are doing in the makeup department, they're showing you what the kids on TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat are doing and what they want to express. It's like such a great time for everybody to express themselves with these tools like nail polish and, you know, hair color and wigs and makeup. So, yeah, I totally feel that. And I'm looking forward to seeing you and your pink polka dot purse. I've I've been listening to you, but I've also been thinking, (laughs) Jesus, I gotta get, what what was I thinking? I I know, I know. (laughs) I was actually picturing myself walking down the street with the bag and then somebody like throwing something at me because like it was too joyful. It just felt like in poor taste. Like you need to get out of New a... York. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you live on the Lower East Side? That sounds like a Lower East Side. No, um... I live. I live on the West Side, and it's. I gotta tell you, it's like not too great on the West Side right now. My Citizens mm. app is blowing up like every day. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like literally like. Eh, eh, yeah. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, maybe I don't need to be running down with like a designer pink and like polka dotted bag. <laughs> Yeah, bring maybe the not. Joy, bring the joy. Just keep the keep the joy inside for a little longer. Wait till the little. snow melts. I might buy yeah. it and then bust it out. Like we'll see what happens with Cuomo and like the outdoor. Too soon. <laughs> too <Yeah>. soon. <laughs> it's, it's too it's too soon for the bag, but I might I might get it. Um, but I will bust out some colored makeup. I think that is fine. 
what is giving you joy? Like, what's your skincare regimen like? Like, body lotion. What fragrance do you wear? You personally. Mm, I don't care about uh, Ariana and Katie right now. Uh, okay, so <laughs> I I personally have been using... Uh, I got this new bot. I like was in bed shopping on Instagram. I think I was like drunk and I forgot that I ordered this stuff. <laughs> I've done it. I've done it. And it's so frustrating. But then it's like Christmas and I'm like, oh, I- I'm like, this brand just sent me something. Oh, I'm so loved. And I'm like, there's the receipt. It was $400. What's wrong with me? So there, uh, 111 Skin has this body oil. And it's got like a rose, a rose. And like, it smells really, um, it doesn't smell like really um, like girly and soft. It just has this kind of really yummy, kind of like spicy uh, fragrance. So I use that and I mix it with like some uh, moisturizer from Le Labo because I like to smell like a mysterious like world traveler. Um, <laughs> you know, like, they're like, they're like, what is that? And I'm like, I couldn't tell you because I don't even know. But uh you know, you mix, I mix them. So I mix that. And then um, I've been wearing um, this fragrance. I think it's called, it's like Maison K. Cordugion or something. I don't know how yeah. to say it. Like I said, I truly Francis don't. Francis Cordugion. You yeah. know the one. You know the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. The little red and gold <laughs> bottle. Um, Is that the Baccarat one in... or no? Oh, the Baccarat. Because yes, that's yes, the red and gold. Yes, yeah. that's right. And oh, Jen, oh, Jen wears oh, that. Oh my gosh. It smells it, it like you can like it like warms you up like in somewhere like in here you can like smell he's, he's it pointing or to something. the back of his head like behind his ear yeah no it's got like a yeah a chakra thing going yeah. on yeah it's really really yummy so i i it's very strong though so i just kind of like spray one spray and or like walk into it um and then for my skincare um i get a lot of skincare from different brands but i have been pretty loyal to augustinius bader the face oil and Dr. Barbara Sturm. There's two different cleansers. One that's like a mechanical, it's like a powder and you get it wet and then it kind of turns into a foamy face wash. That's been working really well on my skin. And then I use the hyaluronic acid from that line Dr. as well. Sturm, yeah. Dr. Sturm with a little, uh, is it Goshua? I can never say it right. Oh, gua sha? Like a, yeah, a little gua sha. Like I use this stone. little jade. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, t- I take the hyaluronic acid all over and kind of like depuff and massage oh, wow. my face. I, it's quarantine. We have the time. I wouldn't, I mean, that's a lot, you know, but we have the time. So why not? Well, it's working. You're glowing. Yeah, you have <laughs> beautiful you. skin. Beautiful skin. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Okay, we're going to just do our speed round and then, okay. and then you're free to go. You're free to go. Okay, okay. ready? Okay. I think so. What, what? am I supposed to do? <laughs> You just answer the, answer the first the first thing that comes to your head. You don't even have to. It's like that. first word association. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super simple. Okay. What is the first grooming product you remember falling in love with, or like beauty product? My mom's green color corrector. Ooh, that's a goodie. Yeah, extra credit yeah, there. Yeah. As like a kid, I don't we didn't have I didn't groom my I brushed my teeth as a kid, but I will <laughs> never forget the day I found her green color corrector because I put it all over my face. And I wrapped a towel around my head and I said, I am at the spa. Because <laughs> that's all, that, you know, watching the movies, that's why I thought you did spa. Wait, where did you, where did you grow up? Uh, my parents are both in the U.S. Army and we were stationed in Frankfurt, oh, so Germany. Oh, I was everywhere. Oh, that's yeah, interesting. All over. Yeah. Very, very interesting. What quality do you admire the most in others? Kindness was the first thing that I thought of. That sounds corny. No, it doesn't. 
that's probably the, the I, I admire that the most in people. I think probably because of the business I'm in, you see a lot of weird like behavior and mentalities. So when someone is genuinely just a kind person that has like good manners, I'm like, I know I could be homies with that person. Got it. <laughs> you see a lot of weirdness. <laughs> mm-hmm. I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish we could have him on longer. Okay. <laughs> um, is there, if there was one rule you wish everyone would follow, what would it be? Mm. Use your turn signal. I cannot I, stand. I knew you were going to do a driving one in my head. I was like, you know, I just felt a driving one coming from you. I love when it. You're, when you're in, when you're making an unprotected left turn at a green light and you're waiting for the person to go through the light and then they just turn. I, I want like, I want a kindness <laughs> horn to honk at them and say, <laughs> Please just use your turning signal. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> oh my God. I'm picturing you getting that installed, like tricked out in your car and it goes, use turn signal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, that's, you know, I'm trying to be kind, but the language that I really want to use is a little different. I got it. I got it. Um, okay. If what is your most played song on your playlist right now? Should I look or just guess? No, it's just like like instinctual from 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 here. Oh gosh, um, it is. <laughs> That's the answer we want. Whatever you just thought of. Okay, it's probably. Um, <laughs> it's pro- oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. Um, That's it's the, probably, yeah. That's it. It's probably "Bumbaya" by Blackpink. Oh yeah. That's a good one. That's, no, I am Yes, I, I thought it was going to be like crazy. What would be crazy though? It's like a lot. I of... mean, when people have kids, they say like you know the Wiggles and stuff. I don't Aww. know. <laughs> yeah, for me Life that's insane. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. It's cardio, you know. And if there were to be a movie made of your life, who would narrate it? <gasps> Ooh, hopefully, like James Earl Jones, because his commanding, booming voice oh you know what actually david attenborough i would want david attenborough that would be that has to be the guy i am obsessed with like you know just around the corner in his natural environment manthony see how he uses the brush to everglade fortune favors the bold let's see what lashes he chooses that's what i would want I would be I, riveted. I love it. We'll put you on the BBC. We'll do a whole biopic yes. about you. Yes, please, Mr. love. I would love yeah. that. It sounds good. Oh. I actually want to see this movie now, so you got to keep going. Put that as the next <laughs> thing on your inspiration right. board. Fortune next goal, favors the I know world. that's how you live your life. I was thinking that you were going to ask who would play me, and I was like, how could you do Ooh. this to me? That's I can't yeah, that's answer too that hard. question. That's too hard. That's too hard. That'll be for our, the, our second podcast. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was awesome. This is awesome. Thank awesome, you for awesome. having me. This was a blast. Okay, was I right or was I right? That so much fun chatting with him. And then I went back and looked at a lot of his work and I just, it just has this sense of joy and like poppy excitement that, you know, and a gray wintry day here in Brooklyn is just giving me life. I hope it gives you life too. Check him out and definitely follow him on Instagram. Okay. It's time to raise a wand. Also, you guys should 
tell me your reason one. So I want you to call me. Call me. We'll talk. You know, you know the deal. We won't talk. Uh, 646-481-8182. That's my husband coming home and making noise while I'm recording and the dog barking. Hopefully you can't hear that. Anyway, or you can send us a voicemail at info at fatmascara.com. So my raisin wand this week is for laundry detergent. I know I've been having these weird splurges. Like the things I'm splurging on in pandemic times are like socks, laundry detergent, hand soap, like just elevating your everyday life. I need it right now. Uh, I want to raise a wand to laundress detergent. So it's about $18, $20 for a bottle. I use it only for my intimates. Oh my God. I I can't even say that. Whatever. My bras and underwear. Actually, my underwear, no. Just my bras are what I wash by hand. And this laundry detergent, it just, it makes me so happy. I get the Le Labo ones. The Rose 31 is good. You can get Le Labo Santal. You're, it stays in the clothes. The scent stays no matter what scent you pick, but it isn't itchy. Like some of the laundry detergents that I wash by hand, my bras, then they feel itchy on my skin. I don't know how they do that. this, but they're deter, they're their fragrances are strong and last, but do not itch. And they smell so freaking good. There's lots of options. You should check out their website. Um, yeah, I know it's a splurge, but like who, nobody likes washing their bras by hand and you know you have to do it if you want that bra to stick around for like more than three months. So at least make it like a little bit more fun with this. So raise a wand to Schmancy Laundry Detergent from the Laundress. And yeah, get your beauty sleep. Maybe launder your sheets with it so you can get your beauty sleep in some nicely scented sheets. I'll see you on Tuesday. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at Fat Mascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.